Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindell. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode number five of the podcast and I'm actually impressed with myself. I've been doing a podcast a week for about five weeks now. I'm going to say yay me on that one. Uh, So this week I wanted to kind of tell, I guess, a little bit of a tale or some stories about how my own personal fitness goals and fitness journey in general has evolved over time. I kind of mentioned in the first episode, my fitness journey has taken me through many different phases of my life, working in my former career as a veterinary technician, and then uh, going through various injuries, such as my ACL surgeries and my meniscus surgery that I had between 2016 to 2018 taking me through healing from all of those and then my pregnancy and then healing after my pregnancy, postpartum, um, workouts and things like that. And then through COVID and now where we are in life right now. So let's get started in the topic. So when you're starting on your fitness journey or you're wanting to change your lifestyle, whatever, you might think that your goals or your why, or that your journey is going to kind of stay the same the entire time until you reach your ultimate goal. However, though, as you grow and learn and evolve and get older and change, chances are likely that your goals and your why and your journey is going to be very different throughout different periods of your life. And it's completely normal. As like I said, as we grow and we change and we get older, our priorities are different. You might be in school one minute and then professional the next minute. Maybe you're getting married. Maybe you have a family. All of these different phases in life require different priorities and your fitness and your health and your nutrition and all that will adapt along with it. And this is exactly what happened to me. So my why and my goals and my journey over the years have changed so much just due to the different phases that I've been through in my life. However, though, the one thing that has stayed consistent over this time is my commitment and my determination to continue working towards my goals, whether they're different than they were a year ago or the same, doesn't matter that fitness is still a part of my life and that it is something that I plan to do and want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning. When I first started working out and making changes to my lifestyle, I was at a point in my life where I was feeling really unhappy with how I looked, how I felt, how I performed everything. When I first started back in 2015, I had graduated um, college and was working as a veterinary technician. I graduated in 2012 and working as a vet tech. And I had reached the point in my life where I was working full time for about a couple of years now and just work and life and all these things had kind of taken off on me. And I had gained some weight and I 
just wasn't at a point in my life where I was very happy with my fitness and I was struggling with jujitsu and all of these things. And when I realized that I wanted to make a change so that I felt better about myself, felt better about how I looked and performed and felt and I wanted to have improved cardio and conditioning and strength so that I could keep up better in jujitsu and not start to fall behind, which is something that I was struggling with. And as I mentioned in the first episode, I used to be terrified of lifting weights. I had no idea what to do. (laughs) You can hear my dog scratching in the background. Um, I had no idea what to do when it came to workouts. No idea. I used to just do like cardio and stuff like that. And I was afraid of lifting weights for the longest time. And like I mentioned in the first episode, it kind of evolved when I started following some bodybuilders on Facebook and seeing these really strong, inspiring women and realizing that, okay, lifting weights actually isn't as scary or a bad thing as some people might portray it to be. And that it's actually, if I wanted to get strong and if I wanted to have better conditioning, and if I wanted to do better at jujitsu and feel better about the way that I looked, lifting weights was really the way to go. So when I first started learning more about weightlifting and resistance training and learning more about the benefits and stuff, I realized like, wow, this is really what I actually need to do. So I wasn't particularly looking for weight loss when I started. I mean, it was one of those things that sure I didn't, I wasn't thrilled with how I looked. I probably had more body fat on me than I wanted at the time, but weight loss, I wasn't like, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. It was more just, I want to feel better and look better. So, but, um, over time with consistency and lifestyle changes and diet changes, I did lose a little bit of weight and not only that, but I was starting to feel faster and better and stronger and And when I initially started, I lifted weights about three to four times a week. And I was also doing jujitsu training and teaching jujitsu at the time. So it definitely helped increase my activity level and my conditioning and my fitness and everything like that drastically started to improve when I started lifting weights. Then over time, um, I also started to adjust my nutrition and my diet. So I had started lifting weights and I kind of followed these bodybuilders and their programs. And then I was like, Hey, so what do I need to do about nutrition? And just over time, realizing certain things that I should do, like I didn't really know anything about protein. So, okay. I started, you know, having more protein and actually tracking how much protein I was eating. I did start tracking my food at that point and weighing and measuring and stuff just to learn more about it. But as far as being obsessed with numbers or anything like that, um, wasn't really so much at that time. And then just doing things with nutrition, like adding in more vegetables, cutting out sugary snacks and things like that, and just adjusting what I was eating. And over time, over the course of about six months from January, 2015 to June, 2015, I did lose about 10 pounds. Um, without really doing a whole, like I tracked here and there, but it wasn't super consistent, but it was mostly just, I kind of ate the same foods every single day. So obviously with the increased activity with weight training and stuff like that, I was in a calorie deficit over that time and lost, you know, 10 pounds over the course of like six months. So it wasn't a drastic, huge weight loss, but over that time I also gained some muscle mass and was just feeling really good. So during this time, I also started following, um, after kind of June, 2015 leading into the summer, I started following more bodybuilders and, um, figure competitors and stuff like that on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And at that time, given that my main goals were, I was really into weightlifting and really wanting to start to build muscle mass and I was excited about it. 
So I started following everything that these bodybuilders were talking about, even if it wasn't the best advice at the time. Um, I didn't really know a lot about the bodybuilding world and the body dysmorphia and things like that, that come out from it. So I just followed everything that they said blindly. I know not the smartest, but it's all a part of my journey. So one part one person in particular that I followed, I'm not going to mention names or what company they run or anything like that, but they promoted their own kind of diet. They were a bodybuilding, uh, former bodybuilding competitor and a very lean person. Like they stayed practically, you know, show like bodybuilding show lean 365 all year round. And I was initially very intrigued by that. Like, wow, look at this person. They're so lean all the time. It was a woman as she was so lean all the time, which was, you know, it's a battle in and of itself for a woman to be lean like that since our hormones kind of fight against us. And she promoted her own kind of diet that looking back was extremely restrictive and definitely some huge red flags of, um, unhealthy, really restrictive eating habits. And I would say it's like ortho orthorexia type things. And if you're not sure what orthorexia is, it's kind of, uh, it's an eating disorder that is very obsessive about what kind of foods you're eating, extreme healthy eating, being terrified to eat foods that are quote unquote unhealthy, that type of thing. And this, uh, woman that I followed and the diet that I decided to follow at that time was very restrictive. Um, and silly let's be honest here. It was extremely limited carbs, eating tons of vegetables and stuff like that, which wasn't a bad thing. It really got my, um, love for veggies and things like that up. And, um, but yeah, it was basically like tons of vegetables and protein. So not quite keto, but like tons of veggies, tons of protein, and actually quite limited on fats, which, um, looking back now was not very smart because you need fat in your diet, but it was very limited fat, very high protein and limited carbs. And looking back now, that's not exactly the smartest plan to go about it. So, I mean, yes, it helped me with my protein intake and making sure that protein was a priority in my diet and which helped my muscle mass and helped with recovery and stuff like that. And as well as the amount of veggies that I ate definitely wasn't a bad thing, but it really gave me this you know, kind of starchy carbs like pasta and potatoes and things like that are bad and I can't have them. Or if I do have them, I can only have like oatmeal or oat bran. It's only at certain times a day. And, um, there were certain foods that were approved and not approved and stuff. And uh, it was just silly. It was just silly. And it did lead me to having a borderline scary negative relationship with food. I wouldn't say that I completely went off the deep end with it. I still, enjoyed things like pasta and pizza and stuff like that. But because this diet lifestyle thing, I didn't want to call it a diet at the time, but it's essentially what I was trying to do because it was so restrictive and took out so many different foods that I loved when I did have those foods like pizza and pasta and stuff like that, I would go overboard because I knew that I probably shouldn't be having these foods. That was my mindset. It was like, oh, these foods aren't really on this, you know, approved in this diet and stuff like that. So I probably shouldn't be having them. Uh, so I would just go balls to the walls, eating as much as I possibly could until I was like completely stuffed. This did lead me to have a negative relationship with food. And I'll talk a little bit about my relationship with food and kind of how it started to switch gears over time. But I also wanted to talk about exercise. So my strength workouts, my strength training workouts and exercise, became my therapy. 
I, I loved it. I have, you know, being a vet tech, it was a very stressful job. So I had a stressful job that, you know, really played on your emotions and things like that over time. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically weight training in the gym kind of became my therapy. I loved it. I love going into the gym and lifting heavy weights and kind of that, like, you know, uh, an angry lift where you're just like, Oh, you're, you're not, you know, feeling emotionally at your best. You just crush the weights and it's awesome. And it slowly became my therapy and then also became my obsession where fitness became my life. It consumed my life for quite a few, I would say a few years. So in the year of 2015, kind of over the summer, I started working out six days a week in the gym along with jujitsu. So I was generally working out in the mornings before work and then uh, doing jujitsu, either teaching or practicing jujitsu or kickboxing or something like that in the evenings, about four days a week at that point, sometimes five. So God, I was doing a lot of days. I was doing like two workouts a day where I would do a workout in the morning and then a workout essentially in the evening with jujitsu, um, which wasn't the smartest. Um, at that time I was building muscle mass and I was loving how I was looking. I had lost some body fat and I was building muscle mass. My weight itself didn't change a lot, but I knew that was because I was gaining muscle mass and I, I loved it. But during this time, I was also overtraining and I didn't really know anything about overtraining at that time. I thought more, more is better, more is better. And again, following this person that I was following, they, she did two a day workouts. I didn't realize that this was stupid. Anyway, despite all of this, I was physically feeling my best and feeling really good about myself. I was getting stronger and all that. And I mean, it was, could, how can you have too much of a good thing, right? How can you have too much of a good thing when it comes to exercise? And at that time I was so focused on my jujitsu training and my weight training. It was really, I, at that time, my weight training and my strength building was really helping my jujitsu training. And I was getting really confident and feeling really good. So I set my goals at that time. This was kind of in fall of 2016 or 2015, sorry, setting my goals. I wanted to kind of reach new heights with jujitsu. It's been a few years since I had competed at that point, been a couple of years since I was in a tournament or anything like that. So I set my goals to get back into the tournament circuit with jujitsu. And I was considering at that time, even doing an MMA fight, just an amateur fight, just to try it and see how it goes. However, though, I feel like the crazy amounts of weight training and jujitsu training and stuff like that, that I was doing, I didn't approach it very smart. I didn't know anything about programming. I didn't know that what I was doing could have dire consequences to it. I just saw athletes doing crazy workouts and stuff like that, and not really realizing that these athletes and martial arts fighters and stuff like that, when they do these crazy two a day workouts and cardio with weight training and stuff like that, it's for a short period of time leading up to their fight. But I was doing this all the time and it wasn't very smart. And I had just assumed that more was better, but looking back now, I was definitely overtraining. And I feel like this overtraining that I did for quite a few months possibly played a role in the issues that I had with my knees and my knee injuries. I can't say for certain, definitely genetics probably played a part, but I feel like it definitely had a role that I was overtraining there for a while. When in November, 2015, I tore my ACL, my left knee at jujitsu. Um, and I'll go into a whole 
another podcast one day about the entire journey and stuff like that, because man, it was a hard one, but at the same time, I feel like it's a story worth sharing. So I was devastated, um, devastated when I tore my ACL. And so my being in Canada, where we are, I knew that surgery wasn't going to be right away. Whereas generally if you're in the United States and stuff like that, you'll get surgery a lot faster with an ACL. (laughs) Granted that you have insurance, but that's a different topic for another day. So my options until surgery came up was I had to rehab my knees as much as possible and build muscle mass and all that kind of stuff. Knowing that surgery was coming down the line. Yes. But prehabbing my knees was the best option. My goal was to rehab my knees as much as humanly possible, get surgery, do my post-surgical rehab, everything that I have to do so that I can bounce back as fast as humanly possible and get back to jujitsu. That was my goal. That's all I wanted to do. So I did do physio basically from December, 2015, up until my surgery date, building as much muscle mass as possible. Um, weightlifting, I definitely amped things up a little bit doing, um, and (laughs) the nice thing about it is because I had a physical therapist who also worked at a, um, sports medicine clinic, he helped me with programming. Uh, for my legs and stuff like that. So he helped me with my leg days and all that kind of stuff. And I learned a lot from him. Um, but my goal was to basically just build muscle mass because I had to have muscle mass for my surgeries and be able to bounce back. Um, not only that, the better muscles that you have, like your hamstrings and your quads and stuff like that before surgery or with a torn ACL, the more control you have over your knees and the less likely it is to buckle and stuff like that. So I trained really hard with lifting weights and cut down on cardio completely because, well, my options were limited. I could swim, which I'm a terrible swimmer, or I could bike. So that was my option. I biked. I couldn't run um, because my knee would give out and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, I did a lot of weightlifting. And yes, um, I still train jujitsu and kickboxing and all that stuff. Why? Uh, Because I'm an idiot. And it inevitably caused me to tear my right knee um, with two weeks before what was supposed to be my surgery day for my left knee. So obviously, um, having another torn ACL, we had to postpone surgery until the fall. My surgeon was not impressed with me, but I did, um, after I tore my, uh, second ACL and now I had two torn ACLs, I smartened up a little bit for the summer and just focused on weightlifting and cut back on jujitsu and stuff quite drastically realizing that I'm an idiot. (laughs) So when I had my surgery, uh, in September, 2016, I had to start from scratch. So your muscle mass, when you've had a surgery, like an ACL surgery completely atrophies, it goes away. I had no control over my quad muscles or anything like that. I literally had to start from scratch. Like my legs, I had decent muscle mass before and they were just gone. During this time, I had to start basically from scratch. I had to relearn how to walk because I had two torn ACLs now. So I had to relearn how to walk. I had to relearn how to squat and all of these things. Um, So it really kind of changed my perspective on training and having to start really slow. I remember the first time that I went back to the gym after my ACL surgery and I had my program of exercises that I could do from my physiotherapist and I went to go do the leg press for the first time. Now, before my surgery, um, because I was working so hard on weight training, I was able to easily leg press like 300 pounds. Then when I went to go and do 
um, the leg press, I did the seated one rather than like the decline leg press. And I couldn't push 10 pounds, literally could not push 10 pounds because I had no mind to muscle connection. And it totally blew me away. But at the same time, um, I, at least I knew my starting point. I was like, Hey, I just have to get back at it. And I, I feel like I had a good attitude about it. So yeah, having to start completely from scratch when it came to my physical therapy and my, um, rehab after surgery. And luckily also during this time, it helped me change my perspective on nutrition. So my physical therapist had said, you know, you're healing from a major surgery and you need to build muscle mass again. He said, I'm not a dietitian, but I just need to tell you that you need to make sure that you're eating enough and that you're getting enough protein and stuff like that so that you can build this muscle mass back up. And I was like, huh, okay, you're smart. So I actually had to be smart about it because I knew that I needed to gain muscle mass. So I stopped eating in a fucking calorie deficit all the time so that I could heal from the surgery and gain muscle mass again. So over the next while, I worked really hard with weight training um, because that was all that I could really focus on. It's all that I could do was just resistance, was resistance training and my rehabilitation exercises. But my goal that entire time was focused on doing this so I can go back to jujitsu. I need to do this so I can go back to kickboxing. I need to do this so that I can do that. So at that time I was hyper-focused on doing all the rehab, all the physical activity, everything that I needed to do from my physical therapist to a T so that I could get back to doing jujitsu. So yeah, between late 2016, after I had my surgery to basically 2018, my, that was my entire goal was focused on strength training. And in 2018, I did have to have a meniscus surgery, um, which I'll talk about later on, but it didn't get me as off track, um, because it was a minor surgery in comparison to the ACL surgery. And over this time, my nutrition approach had changed and I was feeling so much better. So I started following different people on social media because I got tired of this super restrictive approach that I had previously, um, because it was stupid and found other people to follow on social media that had a much more sensible approach to nutrition. It definitely helped change my perspective that you don't, you can eat all foods. And I was starting to be able to include all foods into my diet. Again, I wasn't afraid of eating pasta and it gave me just this sense of freedom and just, ah, I feel better about this when it came to nutrition. And even in 2018, I did my first bulk and I was actually super proud of myself. I loved having the flexibility with food and more calories and seeing, you know, my strength increase and all that kind of stuff, because I was actually feeling my body. I mean, yes, I was in a calorie surplus, but I was just felt so good during that time. So I loved how my nutrition journey had changed so much where I felt like it was okay to increase my calories into a surplus. I could do that and do a bulk and do okay. And I mean, it was a relatively short bulk. I, I only did it for about, um, I think I did it for like eight to 12 weeks. I can't even remember now. It was a while ago, but I was just proud of myself for that. And then as far as my strength training went, I had changed. I was still doing strength training at that time about 
five days a week, but I had cut down on the amount of jujitsu that I was doing where I was only doing jujitsu or kickboxing two to three days a week. So it was only a couple days a week that I was doing, you know, two a day workouts and stuff. So I, I had started to slow down in that perspective. And because I was fueling my body so much better at this time, I was able to keep up with the training much easier. So in late 2018, um, my husband and I decided that we were going to try to have a baby and I got pregnant right away, which is another story for another day, but it also getting pregnant transformed again, changed the course of my, um, changed the course of my goals and my perspective on weight training. So, so when I got pregnant, it transformed my views of my own fitness and wellness. So my goals and the way that I trained completely transformed from before where instead of working out for a certain aesthetic look or a certain, you know, deadlift goal or wanting to do a jujitsu tournament or rehab my knees, it now went into wanting to feel healthy and feel good about myself throughout my pregnancy and to just be strong. And also knowing that throughout my pregnancy, the way that I worked out and my fitness changed along with it. So at first, during my first trimester, exercise helped my nausea a lot. Um, at least I feel like it did whenever I felt nauseous or anything like that. And I did a workout, I actually felt better and my nausea went away after my workout. Um, it helped me just feel strong. So I worked out pretty much the same four to five days a week, um, focusing totally on strength training and stuff. And I would do some jujitsu and stuff like that. And some kickboxing and stuff. Yes, I know that might raise some alarms, but trust me, it was fine. We approached my husband and I worked together during all this time and we approached it very carefully. My doctor didn't have any concerns about it. It was fine. Anyway, through my first and most of my second trimester, I, that's what I did. I focused a lot on strength training and a lot on, you know, just careful with jujitsu and things like that. But I was smart about it at this point. I knew that if I wanted to go to jujitsu or kickboxing in the evening, I wasn't going to work out earlier in the day. It was one workout a day. That's what I, you know, the deal that I made with myself was like, we're not going to be dumb about this one workout a day. So if I want to go to jujitsu tonight, then it's no strength training during the day. And it actually helped to the point where, yeah, I was doing about four, maybe five workouts a week, depending on the week. And then I would do jujitsu or whatever in the evenings, um, and just adjust my training and stuff like that around it. And it was so much better if you can imagine. Um, once I got more into my pregnancy and into my, towards my third trimester, that was when I had to start modifying my exercises. So I experienced quite a bit of pelvic pain in my third trimester and towards my third trimester. Uh, so I had to change out. I couldn't do things like barbell squats anymore. I couldn't do any split stance like lunges or split squats. Um, I could deadlift still. I deadlifted right up until 37 weeks, but obviously had to change it. So my goals as my pregnancy went on was just to feel strong and just to do what I could and not to, you know, push the limits or anything like that. And nutrition 
during my pregnancy, I loved it. I loved that I was able to have so much more flexibility with my eating. And I loved that I was able to, you know, I, I still focused a lot on health and making sure that I was eating plenty of fruits, which was good because I was craving fruit anyway throughout my pregnancy, but plenty of fruits and vegetables, being smarter about my caffeine intake and feeling good, but at the same time, allowing myself more flexibility and things like that because I needed to gain weight. So a girl's going to eat some pizza and some McDonald's when she wants because she's pregnant. <laughs> and it just, yeah, I would say that like my pregnancy really helped me change my own perspective on weight training and things like that. Because the funny thing is, is also because I was in a calorie surplus and making sure that I was eating enough protein and things like that throughout my pregnancy and still weight training, my strength actually for the first and second trimesters went up and I felt really strong and really good. And I found that really interesting at the time. So yeah, with my goal of being strong and healthy throughout my pregnancy, I mean, I still, despite, you know, eating well and exercising, I still gained 45 pounds, uh, which is interesting. And my, um, OBGYN, my doctor had actually said that she finds that athletic women tend to usually gain more weight throughout their pregnancies than average. Um, so I found that very interesting. So when I had my daughter, my perspective and my goals and, what I expected from myself and wanted to do for my workouts and things like that, uh, changed again, because now I just had this itty bitty little human who needs me every second of every day. And I was having now to recover from essentially getting hit by a truck, having given, having given birth, my perspective now had shifted to just overall recovery and wellness. So having to focus on pelvic floor and healing from that, as well as getting my core strength back, because when you have a baby, your core muscles, your abdomen muscles get stretched out and then they have to bounce back. So your tummy, when you've had a baby is very squishy for a little while. And that's normal. It feels squishy and soft like a pillow, but having to work on healing that back up. So focusing a lot on just mind to muscle connection. And the funny thing is, is that, um, I actually pulled a lot of my mindset and expectations from when I had my ACL surgery after I had Anna, because I knew that, you know, focusing on mind to muscle connection and getting those muscles to fire when you want them to fire and then relax when you need them to relax. I learned a lot about that and had to do that a lot when I had my ACL surgery. So it's kind of interesting that that had a little bit of a parallel there, but I also, um, yeah, when it came to postpartum recovery, just focusing on not pushing it too much because otherwise I was going to, you know, hurt myself. And then once I got clearance from my doctor and my pelvic floor physiotherapist to go back to exercise, I had to start really slow because I didn't have the luxury of time that I had previously. I didn't have the luxury of being able to work out five days a week, which wouldn't have been smart anyway. So I'm glad that I was able to take things slow like I did. But instead of working out four or five days a week, I was maybe working out two to three days a week. And then this helped me not only to adapt my own programming, but also find my sweet spot for workouts. And I actually found that my perfect sweet spot for workouts, uh, for days of the week is about three to four workouts a week. Um, 
And yeah, pregnancy and postpartum and stuff like that really helped change that perspective where I don't have to do five to six workouts a week. And I don't have to do two a day workouts or anything like that. I can do four, three, maybe three or four effective, good workouts and do really well towards my goals rather than having to do five to six days a week and running myself crazy. So it's really, um, really good. Actually, I would say that these pauses that I've had to take with pregnancy and postpartum and stuff like that helped change my perspective. So in that I, you know, working out three to four days a week, and then I started adding in extra activities such as walks and things like that, which was really helpful. Um, and just changed my nutrition to make it so much more sustainable. Now I'm having to feed a, you know, toddler and things like that, that she's not going to eat the things that I used to eat, uh, when I was eating just protein and veggies all the time. So my nutrition approach now is so much more balanced, not perfect not perfect. You know, it's a work in progress, but I'm happy with, um, how my nutrition and workout approach has changed over the past couple of years. And then COVID happened. So when COVID happened and the gym shut down and my life essentially came to a screeching fucking halt because my job also came to a screeching halt, um, workouts at home were difficult because we have limited equipment at home at the time. I had a set of resistance bands and a set of dumbbells. Um, and I hated working out at home. I liked the gym because I liked having access to different equipment. I liked seeing people also working out and doing their thing and just the general atmosphere of the gym. I missed that a lot. Um, then over COVID because I was stuck at home for like three months, um, between March to June of 2020, I started cooking a lot, um, because also we were broke and couldn't afford to, um, you know, order in and stuff like that all the time. So we, I started cooking because I wanted something to do. Um, so yeah, over the course of those three months, I gained weight. Okay. We all did. It's fine. We were all dealing with a pandemic. Um, and once the gyms and things like that opened back up, um, then my basic process over the past year, and if you're here in Alberta with us or with me, the gyms have been open and closed constantly throughout the year. So my approach to fitness over this past year has changed, of course, to being more, um, continuing with self-care. Like after I had Anna, definitely workouts were a big part of self-care and same thing with COVID. It helped keep my sanity and to keep myself feeling better. Now we have, we did eventually get a much better at home setup, but you know, I just, during the period of kind of June to early this year with the gyms being open and closed, it seemed like every two months, my approach was just to do what I could just do what you can to try to survive. I definitely have focused a lot more on my nutrition in, um, making sure that it's more balanced and things like that. Um, and then of course with stress of the year, sometimes the nutrition side of things got out of hand, but also just allowing myself to kind of forgive myself and just understanding that the expectations are much different now than they used to be. Um, so that all brings us up to present time. So 
so we have a much better setup at home now. We decided to invest in an at-home setup, so a barbell and some plates for our workouts here at home, just because we were starting to feel frustrated with the gyms being open and closed and open and closed every couple of months. So it was just time to get ourselves something. We plan on moving eventually out of town in the next year anyway. So it was just kind of a, when we move, we were going to plan on investing in an at-home setup, like barbells and plates and stuff like that. Uh, so we just figured, you know what, there's no better time like the present. And then that way we don't have to battle with the gyms being open and closed constantly. So as far as workouts go for at home, I actually have adapted to enjoying my workouts at home, believe it or not. I was very much uh, not loving the idea of working out at home and stuff. But now that we have a better setup, it, there's so much better. And really, uh, the convenience of at home can't be beat. And so my current workouts, I'm doing about three to four days a week, which has been my sweet spot. I've been finding that that is the best amount of workouts where I'm not overturning. I get plenty of rest. And at the same time, I'm seeing results and getting stronger, which has been perfect. My main goals currently, as far as workouts go, is just focusing on strength and getting myself stronger. I had, of course, like many people, my lifts and things like that. My deadlift, my squat, my bench press are not what they used to be prior to COVID. So my goal is to get my lifts back to where they were pre-COVID, which will be excellent once I get there. And then obviously beyond that. So my main goal is strength and longevity at this moment. My daughter's only getting older and getting bigger. So I want to be able to keep up with her as she gets older and has more energy. And I need to build up my strength and be stronger for that. As far as nutrition, nutrition is just so much more balanced than it used to be. I have to take into account now feeding a toddler. And so I, my approach is so much more balanced and being inclusive of all foods now in comparison to what it was prior. Um, and definitely better than what it was a few years ago. And yeah, so as far as goals at the moment, it's just really kind of getting myself back into shape, um, and into pre COVID, strength again. So I did gain a little bit of weight over COVID, like I had mentioned before, which I mean, everybody had gained weight in COVID. Let's be honest here. So I'm wanting to just lean out a little bit, but also build up my strength and stuff. So I'm currently in a very, very slight calorie deficit. I'm not in a rush. I'm not really wanting to panic about fat loss or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And I'm on, honestly almost at the point where I'm kind of ready to bump my calories back up and hang out in maintenance for a little while. So that's uh, making me actually really happy seeing that I'm getting closer to my goal. So that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family or on social media. Uh, don't forget also to hit the subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with all my latest episodes. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love and really appreciate if you uh, were able to take the time to write a five-star review. Reviews really help increase my visibility for this podcast so that more people can find it and listen in. As well as if you are looking for information on my coaching and training options and plans, you can head to my website. It's www.fitlikeagirl.ca and there's all the information that you need on there for my coaching and training programs and also uh, contact information so that you can reach out and get in touch with me. Feel free to follow me on social media if you don't already. I will put my Instagram handle in the show notes so you can go right over there and give me a follow. 
And lastly, I just want to say thank you again so much for listening. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, take care, fam.